0: to return to those troubled days that would inevitably shape our future. All that is left for me now is to take my leave and allow the facts to speak for themselves. I'll never forget the fear on the faces of my friends the night it snowed in Calcutta. But, as Ben used to tell me, the best place to start a story is at the beginning. The Return of Darkness Calcutta, May 1916 Shortly after midnight, a boat emerged out of the mist that rose like a fetid curse from the surface of the Hooghly River. The faint glow of a flickering lantern attached to the mast revealed the figure of a man wrapped in a cape, rowing with difficulty towards the distant shore. Further to the east, under a blanket of leaden clouds, the outline of Fort William in the Moydan, a sort of Hyde Park carved out of tropical jungle, stood out against an endless expanse of street lamps and bonfires that spread as far as the eye could see. Calcutta. The man stopped for a few moments to recover his breath and look back at the silhouette of Jitas Gate Station rising from the shadows on the opposite bank. The further he went, the more the station made of glass and steel seemed to melt into the city. A jungle of marble mausoleums, blackened by decades of neglect. Naked walls once coated in ochre, blue and gold, their colours peeled away by the fury of the monsoon, leaving them blurred and faded, like watercolours dissolving in a pond. Only the certainty that he had just a few hours to live, perhaps only a few minutes, kept him going leaving behind in that ill-fated place the woman he had sworn to protect. As Lieutenant Peake made his last journey to Calcutta aboard an old river boat, the rain that had arrived in the early hours of darkness was washing away every last second of his life. While he struggled to row the boat towards the shore, the lieutenant could hear the crying of the two babies hidden inside the bilge. Peake turned his head, and noticed the lights of the other boat twinkling only a hundred metres behind him. He pictured the smile of his pursuer, savouring the hunt for his prey, relentless. Ignoring the children's tears of hunger and cold, he applied his remaining strength to steering the boat towards the threshold that led into the ghostly labyrinth of streets. Two hundred years had been enough to transform the thick jungle growing around Gallicat into a city even God did not dare enter. In a matter of minutes, the storm looming over the city had unleashed all its fury. By mid-April and well into the month of June, the city withered in the clutches of the so-called Indian summer, with temperatures reaching up to forty degrees and a level of humidity close to saturation but with the arrival of violent electric storms which turned the sky into a battle scene, thermometers could plunge thirty degrees in a few moments. The curtain of rain hid the unsteady jetties of rotten wood that dangled over the water's edge, but Peak didn't stop until he felt the hull hit the planks of the fisherman's dock. Only then did he thrust the anchoring pole into the muddy riverbed and rush to extract the children who lay wrapped in a blanket. As he took them in his arms, the crying of the babies permeated the night like a trail of blood calling out to a predator. Pressing the bundle against his chest, Peek jumped ashore. As the rain pelted down, he saw the other boat approaching the riverbank, slowly like a funeral barge. Gripped by fear, Peek ran towards the streets bordering the southern edge of the Moidan, a district known by its privileged residents, mostly British and other Europeans, as the White Town. He clung to one remaining hope of being able to save the children, but he was still far from the heart of North Calcutta and Ariyami Bose's house. The old lady was the only person who could help him now. Peek stopped for a moment and scanned the gloomy expanse of the Moidan, searching for the distant glow of the street lamps that flickered in the northern part of the city. The dark streets, cloaked by the storm, would be his safest hiding place. Holding the children tight, Lieutenant Peake set off again, heading east, hoping to find cover in the shadows cast by the palatial buildings of the city centre. Moments later, the black barge that had been pursuing him came to a halt by the dock. Three men jumped ashore and moored the vessel.